TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go here. Score North Twin Show, Patrick Royce on baseball. Royce in the Valley. I'm Derek Wetmore in the Twin Cities at the studio. Pat, how's it going today? Well, I, I would like to point out we got a couple of uh, uh, critics out there who listen regularly. They're they're uh, they're you know very good uh, followers of the station and the podcast. Marcus down in Rochester, I think it is, yeah. and. Uh, then a guy named Robert, and they like to complain about the quality of the sound, or the you know they they you know they have very high standards. They're going to have to waive those standards for a little bit here. Now. <laughs> we we don't have. I'm on the phone. Derek's in the studio. Uh, they didn't uh, feel um, the Hubbards are taking great precautions with the pandemic. And uh, so I am not in the studio, not because of laziness, but because uh, that is uh, what we have decided is the way it should be done. That's right. And if you've got meanwhile, I was standing in a long grocery line at Byerly's about an hour oh, no. ago. And, <laughs> but uh, you know, you gotta. I tell you what, the pandemics are not good for the world, but they're pretty dang good for the grocery stores. The grocers uh, the, and the toilet paper industry doing just fine. Well, I can tell you a story about that. The woman in front of me, by the way, four. Four hundred and seventy-five dollars. Uh, she went through. She had two. She was a two-carter, and Byerly's got a lot of. It's not like they're overpriced or anything. They got a lot of boga, you know, two for ones and stuff like that. But I joined the crazies today, even though we don't have a crisis in the toilet paper here in the Ricey home. I bought six boxes of Kleenex just in case. Yeah, yeah. Just, just in case a week or ten days from now we get down to the you know the the crisis time. There was the toilet paper, of course, was all gone. But in sure. fact, I heard somebody say they weren't going to be delivering until like two days from now because they have to catch up. Oh, geez. Well, yeah. yeah. Just to Pat. be clear, Pat is uh, in the valley by choice of the bosses. They asked him to do that and so if uh you mentioned a couple of the listeners i know another one too justin in rochester uh, f- feel free please to direct all sound inquiries to me at Derek wetmore on twitter i'll i'll field those for you for the coming weeks pat all right we're uh certainly heading into the great unknown but uh if it indeed is uh if the uh, recommendation of the cdc isn't that the outfit that's uh yep, trying center to, for disease control and prevention to terrify all of us uh eight weeks eight weeks means uh middle of may right and then you gotta uh you know have the boys uh warm up for a week don't you so uh what are we looking at june one well you could ostensibly start a season and pat there's a lot of things we got to get to on this show today a lot of things that you and i predicted a week ago did come true in this past week um, but I will just just from talking to a couple people around the game and, and Derek Falvey talked with reporters uh, two days ago as as Twins players were sort of sent home from Twins camp, all but about 20 of them, I guess. Uh, May 15th, they'd be kind of optimistic. And that then you maybe go into a week, 10 day spring training abbreviated. But Pat, if you want to start the season earlier, maybe the way to do it is to get going without fans in the stands. 
Yeah, I uh, they could do that probably, but I here's here's the other thing they can do. They can if if they uh, if the CDC tells them that it looks like middle of May you can start having crowds again, then you could gather the boys in um, you know in spring training for a week and and they'll be ready to go, and you know just you don't have to you don't have to have any exhibition games. You don't have to have any crowds. I I think. I think when we come back to this, we should have a festive opening day to celebrate our recovery from it. And I don't think we should do it with no fans in the stands. And yeah. if it means missing an extra week of the season, okay. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather come back uh, kind of like we did from 9-11 and say, okay, we're going to make it uh, and have 50,000 people in the ballparks or however many they're going to let in. Maybe they only let 25 in to start the season, but I – I I want people in the stands when we start up again, and if you can't start up again without fans, then I say don't start up. Yep. Now, if the basketball and the uh, you know hockey want to do that just to get their seasons played, yes, but I I wouldn't do that in baseball. I want to have the festive opening day. Sure, and spring training wouldn't necessarily have to be Fort Myers in this case. I no. mean. There are well, a million you can questions. Work them out at Target Field yeah. if we're not having, you know, if Minnesota's got this thing under control by May 10th or something, you can give them a week at Target Field and let's go. Pat, you're a silver linings guy. I got one for you. There's very likely going to be zero snow outs at Target Field in 2020. That is true. Although if we were playing today, we might have one. Yeah. It started snowing here Although- first time. First snow I've seen since I got back. Yeah. But, How about uh, October, uh, though? That's a possibility, I guess. Yes, it is. It, it, this is kind of sad, and, you know, it's doubly sad for the Twins because we were all had a great anticipation. And now, you know, th- th- it could turn out that baseball has never had more competition ever. First of all, the NFL is not going to miss anything. They're, Doesn't seem like it. As, as if they needed any more good fortune. They got their idiot players to approve that 10-year deal, which tells how stupid and lousy that idiotic union is. And then they and then they got free agency and the draft, and they'll own the world for, you know, till the middle of May. And then uh, the NBA, apparently the NBA is talking like they're gonna they're gonna have full playoffs, even if it means they didn't play into the middle of July. So. Yeah. So uh, I mean, baseball will baseball that little three week period from you know the end of the NBA finals in June twentieth to the start of training camps that month. Yeah. That month they won't even have that month. This year. <laughs> it's not theirs anymore. No, it's a it is it's a disaster. There's no doubt about it. And of course, anybody they don't people don't want you to uh, you know talk about as if sports are important. Hey. You know how important sports are. They started all this. Yeah. The NBA, they started this shutdown, and it was the NBA that told America that this is something to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Right? That it's not I trivial, mean, right? No, I'm not making that up. No, I no, mean, I know. Uh, when, when we stopped playing sports, it's when the message finally got through to us that, okay, you can't live your life. Well, I will tell you, so from the conference call with Derek Falvey the other day, um, I, I just I sort of asked him, well, there's a group of reporters on there, just sort of giving the update. This was Saturday morning, Pat, or Saturday Saturday afternoon, evening. 
after on Saturday morning, the Twins had said, yeah, you know what? Rocco met with Taylor Rogers and Derek Falvey Rogers because he's the players' union rep and just kind of got the temperature of the room, and it was like, hey, if we're going to have to hunker down for a few weeks, where would you guys like to be? The Twins sent everybody home for the most part. Um, I think and, baseball kind of ordered them to all yep, go home. Yep, it. that's right. It was the way the Twins were leaning, but uh, uh, Major League Baseball guidance was followed there. Um, I just asked Walfie. Who tab, by the way, to send everybody home? Uh, the uh, minor leaguers, uh, they can't afford to be booking flights and going home. I wonder, you know, they had 100 and how many of those guys? They had over 100 of those guys already assembled, right? I know it, yeah. Well, you look at the way – I'd see it as that should be on the Twins or Major League Baseball because it's obviously it's unforeseen, but they can absorb the blow. The players probably can't in some cases, and there's some free marketing PR for you, sports did leagues. They, uh, did they send the fellows back to the Dominican if that's where they wanted to go? Or uh, What I, I mean, was told, you... there is a number of players who, for whatever reason, it doesn't necessarily mean Dominican or Venezuela or anything like that. If there is a reason that you don't want to go home and you'd feel safer at the academy, the Twins are going to put you yeah. up there, and I think it was like 20 bodies stayed behind. Most of the Venezuelan, I don't know about the younger kids, but most of the Venezuelan players live in the Miami area now, so I suppose yeah. they just drove across uh, you know, the, the, the highway there, so... Uh... But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the Dominicans got a better handle on this than we do or not. So who knows? Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't hear that much about that. I guess there's nowhere in the world safe. So right. Yep. So Pat, the one thing uh, about the uh, you know major league guidelines and everything like this, I asked Derek Falvey if you know, could you give us a sense for like how quickly this all came down? Because I mean, for you and me, Pat. I can. I guess I can only speak for myself, but it's like, boom! Snap your fingers, and now the world has changed. Um, you know, we've been doing shows, we've got our whole schedule, and now all of a sudden we're in planning meetings, talking for how to how to keep this thing going when sports are are not happening. It was amazing how fast that it happened from my perspective. And Falvey said, "Yeah, it doesn't seem like that long ago that we were talking about players not signing autographs as they walk through the stands." And yes, you know, now yeah, it's true. empty ballparks and that was in the span of about 72 hours. Well, uh interesting is they don't have to worry about Buxton not being ready and Rich Hill might be ready to pitch by the time they're playing again. <laughs> Opening so, day starter, Rich Hill. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is uh, you know, a, a complete. Uh, I want. I would guess that when they reassemble, it will be with. Uh, you know, I, I I wonder what kind of rules are going to apply to when you can cut guys and stuff like that. I would imagine they'll just bring in the forty man and then just start sending them across the. Because you're, you know, you're, if you got a week to practice to start the season or to work out to start the season, you just want the, you just want guys. thirty guys there, right? Yeah, and, and then they can just play some minor leaguers in a in a scrimmage or something. But uh, you know, you don't want to be messing with guys who aren't going to be make the team anymore. So, so here's the rumor I heard on that, and I, it's not nailed down, not confirmed. I don't even know if Major League Baseball has decided on this guidance path, but the the. Wind was blowing in the direction of this month you might still be able to reassign people, guys that you ordinarily would have cut in camp and sent them to you know, double okay. A, triple A. Those guys could get reassigned this month, but every other roster transaction, possibly including, you know, opt out dates. If like mm-hmm. a guy like Jolie Chassin, if he had an opt out date, 
okay, well, hang on, let's put that on pause. Let's put a freeze on that, at least for now. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's obviously going to, uh, you know, not say, hey, I can become a free agent on April 1st. That's right. Good luck thing. to you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, we've never been here. We have, I mean, we've had strikes when the season didn't start, and we've had strikes that interrupted the season, and we've had a strike that ended a season, but uh, never, never anything to compare with this, and uh it's still uh, hard for us old timers to get our arm around the, our arms around the idea that uh, this thing is uh, is that toxic. I mean, I had lunch with my son on Saturday, and you know, I've been going to the grocery store and stuff. It's not like I'm out, you know, doing doing my normal life. I was going to go to a movie, but then I found it on Hulu, so I go. watched it there. So uh, social distancing, Pat. There you go. I know, I know, and, and and that is the worst part of this whole thing. That phrase is going to drive me insane. Oh yeah, we're going to be hearing it until the day I die. We so need a catchphrase. It's going to become a great catchphrase. People There's think no in uh, bumper sticker logic a lot of times, so that one does that one does help a little bit. I would say. Uh, yes, it is, and of course you're evil if you're uh, not practicing it. Uh, although uh, you know, I don't know what is it. You know, meanwhile. Uh, every grocery store in town is pandemonium. Yeah. So, so what's unbelievable? What's what? What do they want us to do? Not go out and get groceries? I I don't know. Yeah. Pat. I mean, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's just what I was saying. So yeah, anyway, yeah. this is uh, yeah uncharted territory. Hopefully, by about two weeks from now, the Mayo Clinic will have come up with a uh, uh, or somebody will have come up with uh, so we can start uh, you know injecting people with various serums to sure. uh, to take care of this thing. I, I would think that uh, the greatest brains in medicine are working on it right now. Yeah, well, probably three phases, and I'm no expert by any means at all. Phase one, contain it as much as you can to buy as much time. Phase two, rapid testing widespread, sort of in the way that they did in South Korea, and we're able to get in front yeah. of it. And phase three, you know, vaccine would be nice. I said uh, the other day on Twitter that uh, starting uh, next Monday at Starbucks, you can get a double mocha chocolate frappe uh, uh, with a shot of espresso and a Kobo test for twenty two ninety five. Jeez, jeez, come up, get them, get them both. Because Starbucks is, the, let's face it, it's the lifeblood of the United States of America now. Anyways, doesn't take you or long caribou. to find. I'm, I'm a caribou guy. Me too. But. Hey, cheers to that. But uh, doesn't take you long to find the humor in a situation. Situation, Pat. Well, I appreciate that. You know, let's just uh, let's just hang in there and see what happens. Anyway, it is uh, very uh, difficult to, uh, I guess, break down baseball right now because uh, there's, you know, uh, I mean, there's some news happening in the NFL. There's no news happening anywhere else. Well, there's really, nothing to uh, report. Uh, you know, nobody's making trades. Nobody's getting signed. So right, and uh, you said it too that the Twins were expecting. You know, optimism always reigns in spring training, but I think especially for this club, they are counting on being one of the best teams in baseball in this. It feels like a little bit of a gut punch. Um, but what do you think this does to a 40-year-old player? I was just going to say, we got to think about a couple of different sides of this. From uh, If you can excuse us for a second and get a little baseball talk off our chests. That like, okay, Rich Hill, yeah, the clock is ticking towards when he can be back, but he's also going to be 40. Nelson yeah. Cruz was in shape and ready to try and p- repeat a 40-homer campaign, and now... 
half the season could be in question. I, yes. I wonder what this does to a lot of different guys. Another question, Michael Pineda. He's got, what is it, 39 games left to serve on a suspension? Yeah, do they make him wait now? I, I bet they, they, they're going to have to prorate it, aren't they? I would think so if you I don't play 162. If, okay, if you're going to play two-thirds of the season, then he only has to serve two-thirds of the suspension, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. But again, that's just one example of sort of a messy thread here that baseball is going to have to untangle. Boy, I was disappointed in him this spring, though. Man, he's, you know, I I thought, okay, this guy's learned a lesson. You know, he got popped, and they showed up just as big as ever, if not bigger. I, I really thought he might do what Snow did and get himself in uh, the best shape he's been in in years. Now he's a huge, enormous man, and he's never going to be – you're never going to say, wow, look at him. But uh, I thought he was 10 pounds heavier than he was last year. And that was – to me, if I had just given him a two-year contract and I was the Twins, I would have been really disappointed in what I saw. Yeah, well, maybe the goal was to be in shape by the end of that two-year deal. I don't know, but didn't you think? Didn't you expect it yeah, to be a little different? There is some of that. I, I will say I've been I, – I think I've been back and forth on how I feel about this in the past, that, like, I was down on Sano just about right the same time you were down on Sano. Now, I'll give you credit. You were the first one to point out, like, hey, this dude should be in better shape, and you took a wave of abuse for that and turned out to be prophetic. Um, I've also gone the other way and said, like, yeah, this guy doesn't need to be in, in shape because baseball shape is all relative. That's sort right. of where I'm at with Pineda because, like, the bigger you are, the bigger the fastball. Yeah, he doesn't throw that hard anyway. But my theory is that he can go – if he was in shape, he could give you more than five and a third. Sure, you know? yeah. You know, I think that, uh, you know, he's he cruises enough at times – he could be a seven-inning pitcher for you if he yes. was in better shape. They I don't think. seem to value the uh, uh, stamina quite as much as we used to. No, they don't. Uh, I, I, I will be interested to uh, when we come back. Will we? Will it be with great anticipation for baseball, or will uh, that that whole uh, you know forty and under crowd have forgotten about it completely? Oh man, I can't wait for opening day. I know I'm different. I, yeah, I know I can't, but you're, you know, I <laughs> yeah. mean, you can't because you're a baseball guy. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about your people of your age who would rather go to a soccer game. You know what? Are they gonna? Is there gonna be any baseball anticipation? Is what I'm saying. So I don't know that baseball will corner the market, but I can tell you just from kind of getting the temperature of of people in their 20s that it's gonna be. Uh, really exciting. Like you mentioned, sort of opening day should be a celebration and with fans rather than behind closed doors, even if you got to wait another two weeks or whatever it is. I kind of think the same thing is going to happen with locally. Loons games, you know, Twins games out of Target Field, that crowd that just wants to go get the cheapest Budweiser they can and stand out on the deck somewhere and there's a baseball game off in the distance, I think they're going to celebrate the return of baseball. Uh, I just don't know what share of the market that's going to have. It will really be interesting if you say, okay, uh, we're starting up June 1st and just plan the schedule, right? Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? And I mean, what? So just, no off days? You no, know, just, you just play who you – but I don't see any other solution, do you? It's so challenging. I mean, this you, is the biggest question. Change, you can't change – you know, everybody's, well, I guess you can change travel plans because they've canceled all their charters and everything. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know if you can come out. I guess if they get a two-week 
you know, if they got a two-week run-up when they know for sure when they're going to start, they could put out a new schedule that's evenly divided. And, uh, you know, they're not going to – they're certainly not going to uh, want to you know, lose many of those, uh, you know, rivalry games that they right. – uh, the, the ones they care about, Yankees, Mets, and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Well, so, baseball uh, – Last time, you know, they just played the schedule. Yeah, in uh, what? So, what year are you talking about there? Uh, uh, when they uh, they had the strike in the middle of the year. Yeah, the year that, and I and I think in uh, the year that we only played in fifty in ninety five, everybody played one hundred and forty four, and I can't. I think you just played the schedule, and they might have added it up. So, you know, they, maybe they redid. I'll have to look that up. See sure. if they redid the schedule or what they did because they. You know, that's when they had the replacement players, yep, and then yep. that failed. And then they came and did the quick two and a half weeks of spring training and started in late April, and everybody played 144. Wow. That is a they good column for you. Redone a, they must have kept the schedule. Yeah. And I think the home and away games were – yeah, they had to redo the schedule because everybody played the same number of home and away games. So that's what I was wondering, too. Do you just take what you've got and you take, you know, four gamers down to three gamers and three down to two, or do you just scrap some teams off the schedule – I suppose the most elegant thing would be cut from 19 games within your division, and that could really help you catch up quick. Yeah, the trouble, of course, with this whole dang thing is that, uh, you know, even if they say, well, we think you can start in two weeks. Oh, I know. You know, and then all of a sudden there's 28 cases in Arizona or some damn thing. Sure. And you, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think any of us know what the heck's going on. Meanwhile... Uh, we, uh, the, the, uh, I was just kind of trying to write something right here now on, uh, on how much different spring training is than, you know, what I was always used to. Of course, it's obviously different than the seventies and the eighties, but even five years ago, but I was thinking that, you know, back in the day, if you had Larnick and Kirilov, that would have been all we would have been writing about. Yes. <laughs> but the other thing is they each would have been getting three at-bats a day. It wouldn't be like walking in, you know, they'd be, you'd, you'd, they'd also be playing five or six days a week yeah. instead of three. You Hitting know? fifth and sixth. So it, it's completely different. But uh, the one thing I missed in spring training is the phenom who comes the out of, you know, the guy that you thought, boy, I can't wait to see him. And then he turned out great that he had a chance to make the team. Yes. I mean, obviously, neither of these guys had a chance to make the team because they have a, a left hand, all the left-handed hitting outfielders they need with Kepler and Rosario. But I miss the phenom and, you know, the pitcher who could show up and, like, he didn't even get invited to camp, Blazovich. You know, yeah. okay, I need a fifth starter, <laughs> and all of a sudden this kid comes. He, he's Pat Mahomes, you know. He's sure. 20, 21 years old, and he comes over and he gets everybody out and he ends up making the club. That's... That uh, that part of the spring training element I really miss is the the mystery of it because there's no mystery of it anymore. You got what you get unless somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I was gonna say that guy on the mound could have been Yoan Duran, but you knew he could blow him away all spring, and he was gonna start in Rochester. <laughs> they yeah. predecided. Yeah, yeah, all those things, and I, I don't know. I mean, we we were down there since the middle of February. We were down there a month, and. And to trying to decide what one pitcher. I mean, yeah, two, three. Maybe if you count one bullpen, outfielder, I guess, I guess, I guess, my guy Wade 
had an outside chance to beat out Cave, but I don't think he had a legitimate chance to beat out Cave. Sure. So you got your 13 players, right? Yeah, I guess you've got it pretty well decided there. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's it's uh, there's there's no mystery to spring training anymore, and and spring training is what you described as opening day with the guys that the young 25 year olds who want to sit out on the deck and yeah. and say hey what baseball's back yeah. who's who's playing <laughs> that's and, right. uh, who's you know, on that's my jersey training now cuz you don't go to spring training to see such and such cuz you don't know if he's going to be there you sure. don't know if he's going to play you don't that's you know the yankees are coming down here okay you might get to see uh, Didi Gregorius or somebody, you know Here's another one for you, Pat. Service time, guys. Well, if they're not there anymore, I know that. Right, 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 Philly. But if you get a full year here, does it count as a full year of service time towards your uh, eventual oh, free agency? Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that. I think in the past that is uh, that's the way it's worked. I I don't think baseball can try to. It the way to uh, work out a new deal with. The, with the players is not to try to uh, put the screws to them on that one. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. But the other thing is how do they do the, you know, you're on the 40 man now. And if you haven't been optioned, you know, I suppose what they should have to do is option these guys before opening day would have been played. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise so. there'll be, you know, guys will be getting whatever agreement is made. They're going to, yeah, they're going to have to, I'm sure they're going to have to option, you know, I never thought of that, but I bet they're going to option a bunch of guys yeah. uh, at the end of this month. When's opening day next? Well, it's supposed to be the 26th, 10 days from now, so you'll see it now, in the next so week. Sometime early next week, they'll probably option everybody who wasn't going to make the club. Huh? Sure. Pat, we're running low yeah. on time, and we don't have a loon of the week this year. Royce's official loon of the week so of the week yeah they're not playing uh so that makes it hard to have a loon of the week yeah in the future uh, (laughs) i can't wait well i will monitor them more closely than i have i believe they're unbeaten are they not yeah three and all right they were home opener was supposed to be yesterday yes yes it was and uh they were they were kind of trying to hang in there right yeah they yeah were, they're a good they, team they hadn't called it off till friday i don't think so hey i should the in big place drama is wrestlemania mackie oh. yeah, have we called like wrestlemania yet or not i haven't seen but the last i saw was no fans but i can't imagine they're gonna still go through with that i, I don't why know. bother yes. yeah we gotta have fans if, if we can't have you at the ball game let's not play the ball game sure so in place of the ever popular segment Loon of the Week, I do have to give the two of us, Pat, credit and, and producer Manny Hill. Between the three of us, I think when we met a week now I have to check the tape, but I'm pretty sure we predicted all four of these things coming. So just a quick pat on the back. Uh one, Sid Hartman turns a hundred. Two, yes. Richard Patino back as Gophers head coach. Three, yeah, Rick, I think the virus helped. Sure, well, maybe yeah. so. Rick Patino back in college basketball as yes. head coach of Iona. And four, Kirk Cousins contract extension worth a reported uh, three years, ninety-six million dollars in total. I think we nailed all four of those. Actually, That's, we probably did. And of course, uh, I'm glad to see Rick Patino back at Iona. But I'm very upset that there's that their announcement said. Welcome to Gale's Nation. You're Iona. You don't have a nation, okay? <laughs> you got a phone booth. You're not a nation. You know who he's got, though, don't you? No. Oh. Isaiah Washington. Yes. Uh, Jelly Fam Dimes. You got the senior year of our guy Isaiah's 
uh, what was Juice Ball or whatever the hell his nickname was. Jelly Fam Dimes, I believe. Fam Dime (laughs) or whatever the hell that (laughs) bricklayer's name was. I can't remember. So you got a new second favorite rooting interest in college basketball right behind uh, anybody who's playing Duke. There was never a reason to fire Richard Petito. It was the oversell he gave us on this guy instead of taking McKinley Wright from Champlin Park. Oofta. That's what he should have gotten fired for. One of the best players in the Pac-12. Oofta. Well, Pat. That's all the time we got for this Score North Twin Show, Racy on Baseball. Don't complain to any of us about quality. We're doing the best we can in these circumstances. <laughs> Send me your tweets at Derek Wetmore on Twitter. Pat, we'll talk to you next week. Stay safe out there. All right, sir. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 952- 925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here for my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons, powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.